0: towards it, now looking ahead, it's Ekholm, he finds Arvidsson, Arvidsson scores! Hansen, <laughs> off the boards to Forsberg, well Forsberg, puts the puck around, Duncan Siemens to the net, he scores! A spectacular move by Forsberg once again! Whoa, I'm waking up. Nashville Predators begin a new age in their team's history as they take on the team that sits on top of the Atlantic Division in the Boston Bruins. Welcome into this preview for tonight's matchup between the Nashville Predators and the Boston Bruins at 7 p.m. Central Time from the Bridgestone Arena. I am Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster and host of the Outside Smashville podcast for Penalty Box Radio. Getting you set for this matchup, which I will keep brief because I do want to get into the new that broke in what has been a hectic day, uh, almost past day, two days for the Nashville Predators. So let's get into the stats really quick, uh, and then we'll get into that discussion. So the Predators, they sit currently sixth in the Central Division, still on 45 points at 19, 15, and 7. They're coming off a loss to the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday in a shootout in a game that they probably shouldn't have won or had a chance to come back into after how poorly they played but they fought back hard, took it to a shootout, almost could have won it in overtime with Rocco Grimaldi's goal, but just fell short on that two-game road stand, getting three of the four possible points on the West Coast swing. The Boston Bruins, meanwhile, they still sit atop the Atlantic Division but it's getting much tighter as the Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning have began to heat up lately. Uh, the Bruins losers a three straight. They dropped a game to the Edmonton Oilers 4-1 to on Saturday. They're at 24-8-11 on 59 points. Uh, Still sitting atop the Atlantic Division, however. Uh, The leading scorers. So for the Predators, it's still the same. Roman Yossi on top, continuing his point streak. A franchise record 10-game point streak by a defenseman. 14 goals, 30 assists for 44 points. Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Ellis still on 28 points apiece. Uh, The goalies, um, Pecorine, 14-8-3 Fourteen eight and 3 with a 2.98 goals against average and a .896 save percentage. He played the game against LA and UC SARS 5-7-4, 3.25 uh, goals against average and a .892 save percentage. Um, he kept the Predators in that game against Anaheim and really gave them a shot to win it. Not his fault that they lost in the shootout. Credit to UC Soros, he played pretty strong between the pipes. I know it's not been the results he wants, but um, hopefully things can start turning around for the young uh, Finnish goaltender. And Pecorine can continue to start uh, keep his strong play going. So my player to watch for the Predators, I'm going to go with the guy who's been on a roll lately, Craig Smith, number 15. 10 goals, 10 assists for 20 points. Uh, He, Nick Bonino, and Rocco Grimaldi have been rolling as a line together. And Craig Smith was the guy I said when I was talking to Jack Woods on Puck Talk uh, back a few weeks ago before the Christmas break. Um, I said that Craig Smith was the guy who needed to step up for the Predators and boy he has stepped up in a big way and I think that line is starting to click on all cylinders and I think I am Ultimate Pred said it on Twitter the best that line right now is the number one line and they can be the line that brings the energy and everybody can feed off of and I've got to give Smith credit he's a plus 14 right now he and Nick Bonino are both a plus 14 and Rocco Grimaldi is a plus nine. So combined on that line, they're a plus 37. So I'm just going to highlight Craig Smith, but I would say also keep your eyes on that entire line of Grinaldi, Benino, and Smith tonight. Now we switch over to the Boston Bruins. And their MVP caliber candidates still lead the team. David Posternock, 31 goals, 30 assists for 61 points, tops the team. Brad Marchand, 20 goals, 40 assists for 60 points, is second. And then Patrice Bergeron, who's always been a steady, consistent player for them, 36 points for him, is in third. The goalies, Yaroslav Halak, 9-4-5, with a 2.25 goals against average and a .928 save percentage. Tuka Rask, 15-4-6 with a 2.30 goals against average and a .923 save percentage. So again, some solid goaltending. The last time these two teams faced uh, was before the Christmas break. The Predators won 4-3 in overtime in what was a chaotic game to say the least. Uh, Halak was in the net for the Bruins. And Rene was a net for the Predators, Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Boston has two viable options. I think there's no doubt they could go either way and be uh, solid between the pipes tonight. My player to watch, I'm going to go with their leading scorer, David Pasternak. Um, I think I did I pick him the first game. I might have picked Posternox, so I'll stick with him because he's always just dynamic to watch, but I will throw another name. Um, I really like Posternox's game. He's hard to contain, uh, but he is a strong player for them. I'm also going to highlight... Patrice Bergeron, if there's a guy that has been one of the most steady players on the Boston Bruins year in and year out, it's number 37. In my opinion, I think Bergeron should be this team's captain. He's a great leader, uh, 17 goals, 19 assists for 36 points. He's actually going to be my main player to watch tonight. Uh, He had two goals against the Predators, including that tying one late in the third period uh, to send it to overtime. Uh, against Nashville. So Patrice Bergeron, number 37, my player to watch, but also keep your eyes on Posternak. So I know a little shorter preview because I want to get into what transpired yesterday. Um, at the time of this recording, Peter Laviolette and Kevin McCarthy both were fired from the Nashville Predators coaching staff. Um, the, the coach that will serve as the interim or even possibly if Poyle's been working the phones, possible permanent replacement at the time that I'm doing this has not been named. There's a press conference in the morning from David Poyle uh, to discuss the situation at hand. I was on the side that the Predators did need change behind the bench, um, but there's still got to be Thanksgiving to Peter Laviolette. In the five and a half years he was with this team, the Predators went from kind of a struggling franchise that was near sort of the bottom of the NHL, not contending for a playoff spot after a couple years in the playoffs, to making the playoffs every year under Peter Laviolette, winning a Western Conference title and making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, winning a President's Trophy, two Central Division titles. I know we don't like to talk about it, but the regular season Western Conference title and put this team back on the map as a contender and help to bring some big name faces to this organization. So a big thank you to Peter Laviolette and the best goes out to him and his family. I'm sure he is going to find another job pretty soon. I would not be shocked if he's the name that's in the talk to be the Seattle head coach once they come into the NHL. As for the Predators, um, it, it's a tough spot to be in. You're in mid-season, kind of where the St. Louis Blues were. The Blues actually fired Mike Yeo earlier and put Craig Berube in charge in November because I remember the Predators actually played the Blues shortly after they fired Mike Yo, uh, and I believe it was actually Berube's first game in charge against uh, the Predators. But I think for Nashville... Whoever the next coach is or whoever this interim coach is, they have to be a vocal voice in the locker room. It's time to get guys like Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, Kyle Turris, even Victor Arvidsson and Philip Forsberg to give them a shot in the arm and get them back to the form we know they can be. And the goaltending, can the goalies gain some confidence here? As well, the defense, of course, McCarthy was the defensive coach who will step up there. That's yet to be named as well. The names that I've seen thrown around, Carl Taylor has been a guy I've been very high on in Milwaukee. He's really helped turn that franchise around, but he's still a rookie coach with the Admirals. And the Admirals are rolling, so you'd hate to mess that up. I've heard Peter DeBoer, the former San Jose Sharks coach, his name thrown around. I could see it, but I'm not 100% sure the Preds should commit to that. Who knows? It could be a similar situation you fall in with Laviolette, even though he was a solid coach with the Sharks. Could it be another one of those couple-year systems and then it dies out? A, a name that I've heard and discussed with people, too, is a former two former assistants. Lane Lambert who was here under uh, Barry Trotz's system, has gone with Trotz wherever he's been, with the Capitals and with the Islanders. He's a very good offensive-minded coach. I thought he did a great job with the power play as well in his last couple seasons. I would not mind seeing the Predators pick up the phone and possibly bring Lane Lambert back to Nashville. Phil Housley, another name that has been thrown around. Arizona Coyotes assistant coach. I know his one year as a head coach with the Buffalo Sabres didn't go as planned, but that Buffalo team underachieved. How would he do with a Predators team who's underachieving right now? Who knows? But he knows the system. He's got some similar guys that were on that team when he was here. Guys like Johansson, Forsberg, Yossi, Ellis, Eckholm. Rene, just to name a few, Arvidsson. Throw those names out there. He could fit this system pretty well and might be the most logical choice. Although they've heated up lately and have gotten back into a, a Atlantic Division playoff spot, I've heard John Cooper. If he happens to get fired in the off season's name, possibly becoming available on the market, and I wouldn't mind seeing him here, as I have followed the Lightning. But it's in the hands of David Poyle, and I'll be interested to see who he puts in this press conference as the interim, maybe permanent coach. But we'll just have to see. The only thing is we have to stay positive as Preds fans through this. Change was bound to happen, and here it is. So they take on the Boston Bruins tonight, 7 p.m. Central Time at the Bridgestone Arena. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Penalty Box Radio and check out PenaltyBoxRadio.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Fleming Ten. I'll be tweeting my thoughts throughout the day about Laviolette's firing and also looking into the future for the Predators. But let's stay positive and let's go Preds!